Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today I am speaking with Buck Angel. Buck is a transsexual man and he's also a human rights activist. I've been following him on Twitter for a little bit and I've been checking out his channel and some of his interviews. I thought I would have him on today to discuss trans rights, trans activism, how that's going, you know, how that fits in with human rights and where Buck thinks it's gone wrong. Hey Buck, thank you for coming on. Right on, my friend. Thanks for having me. I totally appreciate it. You have a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so I was, okay, if you want to give a little bit of your background, uh, as much as you want to tell, then we can go from there. And Oh, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. probably important. It'll, it'll, people, people wouldn't, mm. if the people don't know who I am. So I was born female uh, and not, I'm no, I wasn't assigned female at birth. I was born a female. <laughs> so I was born female and I never felt that way. And I wanted to be a boy my whole life. And I ended up being able to transition from a female to a male uh, 25 years ago. And now, and then I became, I worked in pornography business and that's how I started my work through pornography. And then from there, I became more of a, an activist for people to feel free in their bodies because for my transition, I did not get a penis. So I still have a vagina. So pretty much my activism revolves around my body, challenging gender notions, you know, challenging, just challenging the world on what it means to be a man and a woman and, you know, things like that. Okay. Now, see, when you explain it like that, mm-hmm. and to me, that that's, okay, it's not, it wasn't something that was very talked about too much. I mean, you had, you know, like you people talking about trans, transvestites and then drag right. queens. And then, I mean, I remember in university in the nineties, you know, this came up in a couple of psych courses, like, you know, sex change operations and things like that. Um, but it, it wasn't something you saw a lot of, but then all of a sudden it was, you know, we take it to the extreme. You have uh, in Canada, there Jessica Yaniv saying, shave my balls. I'm a woman. And it's, you know, it, it went from, okay. And I don't want to, I, I don't like the term mental disorder. Like I understand dysphoria and, but I mean, I, I prefer, I think I would prefer condition, but that's just, you know, me. I, I don't know where you see on that. So if you take, like what I read about in psychology back in, like I said, the nineties was if you wanted to transition or if you wanted to have surgery, if you want, you had to go see a psychologist, you had to go see someone because, you know, especially for kids now, and we can get into that later, but, you know, giving hormone blockers to kids and giving them reaffirming stuff. That's where it bugs me. But it's like, if you want to go from male to female or female to male, that's a huge step and it might not be a bad idea to see a psychologist. That doesn't mean to say that there's something wrong with you or anything like that. So where do we go from, you know, being a little bit reasonable to when you mentioned that all of a sudden you're, you're the most evil person on the planet. Yeah. Wow. Friend, you, you pretty much put it all summed it up in in a nutshell (laughs) and and clearly I'm, I want people to transition. People need to understand this. It saved my life. I mean, me and you can see each other. You see how I look. And anyone here listening, you just go Google me. You'll see how I look. I do not look like a lady. I look like a dude. And that was the whole point of me having a quote unquote sex change is what we used to call it back in the day. And even that we're not allowed to say anymore. So, you know, here's what the deal for me is. I believe there are transgender children, 100%. I was a transgender child. But that being said, if you understand children, children are all, all over the place. One day they feel like a boy. The next day they feel like a giraffe. The next day they want to play Minecraft. The next day they want to play, you know, Doom or whatever. So, so I, as a trans man who transitioned 25 years ago, it saved my life. I was suicidal. I, I tried to commit suicide many times. I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, 30 years sober now, cutting myself in psychiatric wards. The one thing that people need to understand is this exists. Gender dysphoria, what I have exists, it's real. But we now introduce the internet to the world. And when you introduce the internet to the world, you introduce children to the internet. And when you introduce children to the internet, if you know anything about children, they're very vulnerable. They're easily swayed. Me and you were children. <laughs> Do you remember when you were a kid and you oh, had yeah. that cool shirt and you wanted that cool shirt or you wanted to be like them? Or so, so 
I think what's happening now is some people are being sort of on some level, I don't want to use necessarily indoctrinated, but, you know, seeing something that could be what they are, but not necessarily is, yet we're not having children go through any type of mental health care. We're just letting kids say, I'm trans, I want to take hormone blockers, or I want to take, you know, testosterone, or I want to have my boobs cut off at 15. And we're literally doing this. And with no precaution, no structure, even overriding parents. Do you know that? We're overriding parents. Oh, We're it's, saying, it's, yeah. it's scary in Canada now. Um, oh. Okay, oh. We're there. The federal government is just retabling this motion or this, this bill C8, which yeah. sounds great. If you hear uh, people like, right. oh, it's, it's an it's a anti-conversion therapy bill, which, you know what? I, I'm totally... For that, like that conversion therapy that the church and all was, that was horrible, you know. But this now has a potential for, okay, like you're talking about kids going through. So, you know, if you got a little boy who wants to wear dresses and plays with dolls, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's your little boy who does that. As they get older and you're more able to express themselves, it's, you know, five, six, what some of this stuff is starting, they can't. But once they, in their teens and it's like okay they're 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 actually expressing this and it's going and it's not that it's just a little kid going through a phase or you know what it might be as a teen they realize you know i'm a gay man i'm not which why don't we let the kids develop but it's like it's they're they're seeing this and it's being pushed okay the most egregious case i heard about this was yeah. an autistic kid in ontario because in ontario this is provincial law as well right so an autistic kid starts a new school he walks into the wrong washroom. And I think the kid was in first grade. So he walks into the wrong washroom, goes into the women's washroom or the girls' washroom. A school official comes out, uh, sees him walking out and says, oh, so have you told your parents that you're a girl? Now, the kid says, no, they would get upset. Now, the law in Ontario is if the parents or anyone is stopping the child from expressing their gender identity, that's a crime. And they can, Child Protective Services can take the kid. So CPS got the kid for three days, an autistic kid for three days, took the parents three days to get him back. That's insane. 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 I'm, I'm like, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a parent. I have an eight-year-old kid. I, I would lose my shit. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Oh, no, totally. No, speak your mind, man. But, but like, I would lose my shit. I would track your ass down <laughs> and I would get my fucking kid right back from you. I don't care. <laughs> whatever that takes you will not take my child from me so how are we left you can't drink without your parents right you can't drink unless you're 18 and it's in the states 18 you can't drive a car unless you're 16 yet you can override your parents over a choice that may or may not be something that's actually happening the reason you have parents is so they can guide you it's, it's my job as a parent to guide my child so they don't make the wrong turn so that I can help them move forward. I'm an adult. I've been through this and that as you have. I am in shock at yeah. this law. It does oh, not make any sense at all. Oh no. I mean, well, part yeah. of this is like when you mentioned the indoctrination. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So we had Bill C-16 come in a couple years ago and that's what Yaniv used to you know, sue that's all those right. people. That's right. And it's okay. That's based on gender theory and queer theory. It's, it's right. all totally based on, you know, identity. Right on. Um, and then this again is affirming that identity. But I, 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 okay, I've spoken I a lot about race because race affects me because I'm brown sure. and apparently because I'm brown, I'm helping white supremacy. It's really complicated. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but anyways, uh, but it's crazy. Dude. Yeah. But it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like you've got, so if you've got a little kid, like, you know, you said, okay, you know, let, let little girls play with trucks, let little boys play with dolls. That's I mean, right. that's what it started, you know, in the nineties, that's where it was. And that made sense. The little kid wants to play, let the little kid play. Right. Now, if your little boy wants to wear dresses or your little girl likes to be a, you know, what we used to call a tomboy, mm -hmm. let them. That's how they're That's being right. a girl or a boy. That's right. But all of a sudden, those stereotypes, just like the racial stereotypes are being pushed by the critical race theorists, That's the right. gender theorists and the queer theorists are pushing those antiquated stereotypes. Oh. You know, like Caitlyn Jenner becomes a, a woman of the year glamour woman of the year and oh look how beautiful and it's okay, but that's, that's a right. specific female stereotype that's right i thought we were supposed to be getting away from those things 
<laughs> you see how we keep catching them in their hypocrisy? <laughs> they say one thing and totally do another. It's hilarious. And what you said also, remember what you said. It's, it's queer and gender theory, theory, <laughs> yeah, not but, facts. Okay, but that's, that's where they're confusing the word theory, right? Okay, that's it's right. The, it's the that's theory right. of evolution. Yep. But theory in science has a very specific meaning. It's a hypothesis right. until it's tested. And when it's tested over and over and over again, yep. it becomes a theory. Yep. And then when you find a universal application for it, then it becomes law. Like the law of gravity is no right. longer the theory of gravity. So, right. you know, they're using, it's like Deepak Chopra using the word quantum all the time. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same kind of BS. It, because they're smart marketers. That's marketing. Oh, so yeah, who's totally. ever behind the TRA, the trans, I call them the trans radical activists, mm -hmm. but the, you know, the, the yeah. trans activists, who's ever behind that? Because there's some powerful people behind that that are literally walking over all of us, telling us biology doesn't, isn't real, that, that it's all socially constructed, blah, 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 blah. Just all this insanity ripping. And I know what they're doing. They're trying to rip down these law, these, these ideas of biology, which are factual in order to just let everyone be whoever they want to be. And the, the problem is this, and I want everybody to be whoever yeah. they want to be. That's very important to me because I am who I want to be. I'm a man who walks the world with a vagina. And, you know, believe me, I get a lot of pushback from it, but it doesn't matter. I still live my life. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm a functioning human being in the world. I'm, I know how to navigate, right? Just like you have to navigate as a brown skinned person. You have to navigate the world. We're not, you know, we're not just these white dudes, even though that's what people see. But that being said, I had to learn to navigate. We have, we have to understand when we start to say trans women are women and trans men are men, yes, in theory or whatever you want to call it, we are, I live as a man, but I am not factually a biological man. I'm still biologically female, which is different than you, my friend, because if I have to go to the doctor, I don't have testicles and a penis. And the doctor says, okay, well, you know, let me, let me do your test here. And I'm like, but actually I have a vagina. Can you imagine what's that just going to cause right there? So when we start to infiltrate and sort of, so, sort of like want to take over, which is what I see, male and female space, we're actually doing ourselves a disservice because we need people to know that we are trans men and trans women for our medical needs and also for my experience in the world. My experience is not the same as a biological man. My dif mine is different as a transsexual man. And so I feel like this erasure of the trans experience in order for us to be biologically, all of us, is hurting us more than it's helping us. Because even people like you or the rest of the world, which is all biological, they're starting not to like us. And I've been in this business, I've been in the business of, of educating and, and advocacy for over 30 years. And I'm starting to see a lot of my work being torn down and people not liking us and people thinking that we're bad people. And it's really, it's really detrimental to the survival of, of, of my trans community. And you bring up a really good point because now the trans I mean, community, whatever, like you know, the yeah, trans, popula trans population yeah. of North America, or let's say the United States. Right. I mean, that's a tiny, tiny fraction of the population. Now, exactly. on the race side, I mean, depending on how you define white in the United States, because there are right. some, people, some statistics use you know, white passing Latinos or whatever. So right. somewhere between 65 and 75% white. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the minority is you know 35 to 25%. Why do you want to splinter that? Now when you look at the when you look at the trans thing, why do you want to splinter that even further? And okay, I okay, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. You know, live your life, be happy. You know, as long as it doesn't change the price of beer for me, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> right no, on, no, dude. You know what I mean like uh, like you living your life the way it makes you That's happy. Right. Unless you're, you know, the what makes you happy is coming to my house and stealing my things. <laughs> it, it shouldn't bother me. Right. No. That's right. And Why does it bother people? That's the question we need to ask. Why does my existence bother you so much? Now, it shouldn't bother me if I'm in no way, shape or form coming into your space and trying to take you over. Let's talk about why 
women, biological women, what they call GC, right? Gender critical women or whatever that means. I hate all these labels. Yeah, I just I do. It's just gross because again, it's doing what you just said, separating us all when we're, we know if we all understand the ultimate goal, I think for all of us is to live our lives, however we want to live our lives in freedom and peace. And that's really everyone's ultimate goal on this earth. Yet we're missing that. Everyone's go, doing this crab in a bucket thing, right? Where they're all pulling each other down. Like, I want to be that. I want to, we want to be the most powerful when that is never going to work ever it's going to actually destroy all of us so the gender critical movement being women biological women feeling threatened which is what's happening by transgender women saying they're women and trying to come in and, and go over the space i understand both sides because i lived as a woman for half my life and now i live as a man so i've seen both spaces i've lived in both spaces so i know what it's like to be a biological woman in the world and a biological butch woman which is so difficult to live in that space so when you see men becoming women which are transgender women we forget that those women have lived as men part of their life so they have an, a, a different social you know way of being because they were not raised like biological women this is real and i don't understand why people aren't having this conversation so when women biological women get upset that they feel as if transgender women are coming into their space. I'm saying, why aren't we having that conversation? And how can we find a space to coexist? Coexist is actually <laughs> the way everything will work in this world. We coexist with people in the world, black and white, green and blue. We all just coexist, but we don't take away each other's space. That's the most important message for me to say to everybody out there who was arguing about trans rights. Even the trans community needs to calm down a little bit and understand women are allowed to have their opinion about things if they feel threatened, just like trans women are if they feel threatened. Both people are feeling threatened. How do we find that space where we can have a normal conversation that will only move us forward? But we seem to not be able to do that. I'm going to, like, I read this uh, a few months back and, like, when I read it, certain things started to click and then I was looking at a lot of trends and again i was equating race how they talked mm -hmm. about race to how they talked about islam mm -hmm. but now there's a and i think the same you can kind of like extrapolate here as well so the thing i'd read was this it's this paper by herbert marcuse that he wrote in 1965 called repressive tolerance mm -hmm. now the idea of repressive tolerance was that not only was it enough to give marginalized people a voice anything that might cause them harm then is oppressive and it's okay to repress that or discriminate against them. So it's okay to say that Kanye is white now. He's no longer black. And, you know, you know like, or you, like Candace Owens, I'm not a big fan of hers. All right. But calling her an Uncle Tom or a coon is pretty disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. So, but it's okay because, you know, they are not politically black. They are not going along with that. So this idea of repressive harm, and then when you take the identity into it, so anything which questions the identity is then they say, oh, you're wiping out my trans identity because they made identity so central. Right. So That's right. you take this idea of repressive harm, and then you take this idea, or sorry, repressive tolerance, and then you take the trans and gender stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, sorry, the more the gender theory stuff and you add that to it and it's like making that identity so important. So anything that might question your identity is causing you harm and That's has right. to be suppressed. And like I said, I saw the similar things with Islam and I see it now with race mm -hmm. and with the trans thing. Like, I'm just going to go on for one more second. I'll let you have it. Like, I remember back in the 80s and the 90s and you heard a lot from the, you know, the, the Christian right. Oh my God, they're going after her kids. And, okay, I give no credence to that whatsoever. When I was speaking out about Islam, uh, a lot of the right-wing people had read the Quran and the Hadith. Mm -hmm. Now, where I got all the information about critical race theory and a bit of gender theory and stuff I read was from left-wing people, but now there's more right-wing people speaking out, and they're saying, oh, only right-wing people are criticizing critical race theory. It's like, they're trying to make everything who criticizes it right-wing, but at the same time, like I said, with Islam, there were a lot of right-wing people who'd read this stuff. Uh -huh. I'm just wondering if back in the 80s and the 90s, if some of these right-wing critics had read Foucault, because Foucault was postmodernism, but Foucault was open towards uh, pedophilia. And if you read Judith Butler and Gail Rubin, they're open about pedophilia. Now, these people read it, they're reading it with malicious intent, and they're like, no, look, they're going after your kids. Mm 
So I'm wondering if that was someone something similar where they'd actually read the literature where the quote unquote liberals hadn't. And they're like, oh, that's just right wing talking points. Now, right. like I said, I, I don't want to give any credence to the church nut jobs who were saying they're coming after your kids and, you know, like the, the, the fundamentalists. I don't want to, you know, I'm not giving credence to that, but I'm just wondering if right. there's like a, just like I saw with Islam and I'm now seeing critical race here. I'm just wondering if there's a kernel of truth to that somewhere. It makes a, I mean, that just actually makes a lot of sense. I haven't really heard that before, but that, that make, I mean, there's a lot going on there. We could, I could, I mean, we could come up with ideas yeah. why this is happening and, and you can make yourself believe those ideas. Is. you know that right you could say i mean especially if you watch on twitter and you oh, watch god. all the women oh my god dude <laughs> i'm like i'm like if i want to feel like shit today i'm just gonna go on twitter <laughs> make myself feel totally insane but but that being said the, you know the women on there are like they're they're fighting for their life that's that's how i see it that the biological women are fighting for their life because they're fighting for their identity which is exactly what you just said and then trans people are doing the same thing but <laughs> but that being said nothing will come of that i'm telling you right now you watch in another year or two nothing's going to come of that other than the fact that there's going to be more hate because nobody and i don't understand this that's not how i work do you, how do you think i survived this long in this world <laughs> and i'm pretty successful and i got because i actually make an effort to speak to people and to you and to the rest of the world and try to explain myself and try to you know say hey look i'm just there. once people meet me they're like dude <laughs> you're a dude it's not not a big fucking deal and that's what people need to start to see they need to see us as human beings and not as these crazy trans people who are trying to take over or these crazy women who are just like you're you're all a bunch of you're taking over our space mm -hmm. nobody can have rational conversation and rational conversation on some level creates change because you're being heard and if you don't feel like you're being heard what happens you just shut down the conversation and that's all sides of this insanity but somebody's changing somebody's doing this narrative this narrative of biology isn't real like all of these things who's creating this new language in order to infiltrate or i don't know okay okay but that, that's see like I, I, again i I had left uh, in 2002. I came back in 2014. Right. And that's when I was trying to figure out what happened because when I left, things were normal. Right. When I came back, <laughs> it was, you know, when I left, it was, I'll disagree with you, but you can say what you want. When I came back, it's like, how dare you say that? You're a Nazi. You must be canceled. Oh, and, no, you're right. That's exactly right. 100%. And so I was just trying to figure out what happened. So I yeah. just started looking and reading. And then, then I started yeah. reading this stuff. Now, when I say this stuff, like the social justice scholarship right so the critical race theory the intersectionality all of it and right right and again like i said because race was affects me more than you know the trans issues i was reading more on that than i was on the trans stuff mm -hmm. but even some of that and it's now it's part of this is queer theory where they're i don't know how much of this have you read where it's like they have to queer everything so no but i mean I think, no i know you know so like and in critical race theory they'll say problematize everything right so yep. you have to yep. so it's you know, everything has to be queered. So if biology is the discourse that was set up by the norms in power, that has to be disrupted because, you know, mm -hmm. you can find a biologist somewhere that says, no, it's not uh, sperm and eggs. It's whatever. chromosomes and I don't know. You know like, I'm not a biologist and I'm going to screw it all up. So but whatever, yeah. but yeah, like, so you can find that. Uh -huh. And so we, we have to queer everything and That's right. we have to, you know, we have to let we have to break down these norms and blah 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 blah. I mean, it's it's that whole litany of stuff, which which I'll be I'm tell you right here, I disagree with. I disagree with it all because it's not fair. What about the people who li I live binary? Do you know that I literally had a sex change to live as a man? It's what I feel like. It's what I want to be like. So when you start saying these things don't exist, you're affecting my transition. And that is not okay. That's the whole reason you're trans. The reason transgender exists or transsexual is because you were born one way and you feel another way. They're literally rewriting the whole definition of transgender. It's the whole reason you, tra you transition is because you don't feel like one gender and you go to the other gender. But now they've redefined the whole space and it means nothing about what I did. I'm, I'm old school on some level. Like now it's just about calling yourself trans and 
maybe having surgery or maybe not or non-binary and it's and all of that is good my friend i want people and i want kids and i want people to be able to express themselves but what i don't like is when you start to try to erase other people's existence and by saying all these things and creating all these new spaces and saying all white men are racist and all these things that that is not okay with me i'm not cool with that because that's not creating change that's just flipping the narrative yeah. Okay. And I mean, the, I mentioned the law in Canada and they have the anti-conversion therapy, but some of the stuff where it's like, especially against women, I see it mostly against women. So men who are now trans women, if they've had no surgery or anything, like they're not doing anything. That's right. And they're, well, if a lesbian doesn't want to sleep with me, they're transphobic and they're like, you know, suck my lady dick. Yeah. Gross. Like, like you no, know, but come on. I mean, like, and you, and these are, this is the, this is the, like, you know, they, t- they talk about community love and acceptance and all that. And right I'm like, on. but, right you know, I thought sexuality, I mean, okay, I don't want to say it's a choice or whatever, but, you know, you're attracted to who you're attracted to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, if a lesbian's not attracted to a penis, that should kind of make some sense. That's uh, why they were a lesbian. <laughs> Not only that, I don't even care. Yeah. Look, that's stupid. That's the stupidest, most disgusting thing that the trans people are saying. If you're not attracted to me, you're transphobic. How ridiculous is that? You're going to start saying that about all kinds of different people. If I don't like the Asian guy over there, then I'm Asian phobic, right? That I'm, it's just nonsense. And that's the stuff that's hurting us. They are forcing people to take on the, and you know what's even weirder to me, friend, is how all of these sort of people outside of the trans community are jumping on the bandwagon and sort of like, yay, trans rights are, and they don't even know what they're saying. They're just getting on board because it's this new sort of movement that's happening. And if you don't get on board, then you're transphobic, which do you see how they've completely oh. manipulated the whole cause? It, it, okay, it's, just, it was, it's the same thing with race and it's the same thing with Islam. That's if right. someone criticizes Islam, they're a right-wing bigot, they're racist, right. you know, fine. But I mean, there, there's plenty of things in Islam to criticize, but oh, yeah. if, you know, if you, only white people can be racist, oh, wh- where's your white fragility? Like right after, <laughs> right after George Floyd, um, like I'm 51, I'm going to be 51 in a couple of days, like uh, friends my age, you know, within a few years of me, who have, I, I know they didn't study this stuff in school, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I, but all of a sudden they start talking about white fragility. Like it's come around so much and it's, right. it's like, you're not, you know, you haven't read this stuff. You don't know what you're talking about. That's right. And uh, I don't know if you read this book and I recommend this to everyone. It's called uh, okay. kindly inquisitors by Jonathan Roach. Oh, okay. He wrote it in 93 or 94 and it was, uh-huh. but it was really, really prescient. Cause he talks about uh, the fundamentalist, suppression of your know, speech and all that in the uh-huh. late 80s uh-huh. but then he brings up another thing like he, he says there are two fundamentalist threats or two authoritarian threat one's a fundamentalist threat so he talked about uh the fatwa against salman rushdie then he talked to christian right. evangelicals in the states then he said there's the humanitarian threat which he was talking about on campuses at that point in the late 80s early 90s we're like oh we have to shut down this speech because it's racist because it's going to be harmful to the black students we have to shut this down so this is the humanitarian threat it's like you hear the term anti-racist who doesn't want to be anti-racist you know oh you're for trans rights you know someone like what we we're talking about yeah. before we want everyone to yeah. live happily be yeah. you know i'm for trans rights of course but they don't and it's then they take on all this other stuff and they don't know what they're taking on it's kind of like okay the scientologists you go in for an audit and they say you need an audit. Next thing you know, you've signed away your life's money and you're believing in aliens coming out of volca- volcanoes. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing, man. <laughs> no, it totally is exactly. The, people, is it because people are seeking? People are constantly seeking something or to be a part of. That's why I always say now the transgender movement isn't when, that's why I call myself a transsexual. I have a medical mm-hmm. condition called gender dysphoria. I never felt like a woman. I had a transition using medical assistance. So today I live this way. Transgender now has been co-opted to be an identity. If you notice, a lot of people yeah. are just like going, I'm trans. Right? So they're taking this identity space on and that was never the space for trans. It was always about becoming a man or a woman. So, so I think that this idea of identity is so powerful for people and they just need to have it. But uh, I mean, it's, um, I don't know if you know, James Lindsay. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, He'd written, he's written a couple of papers. If you read it, read his book, everyone is wrong about God. Mm, And then um, he wrote two articles about uh, the first one was called the the faith of uh, the social justice faith of postmodernism. 
And then the okay. next one, the next one he wrote, it's on his site, New Discourses. Uh, if you want, I'll send you the links after. Yeah, I would love uh, that, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's, he's comparing it to a faith. Now, one of the things he talks about, and it makes sense, it's, it's uh, and I said something similar uh, a couple of years back. It's, it's a meaning-making thing. So people are looking for meaning. Now, they're looking outside themselves for meaning, whereas, you know, a life well-lived is its own meaning. Like, you don't have to go outside, but... It's, so it, it, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like what I'd said, like I said, I said this a couple of years ago, is that if you take it in the Abrahamic faith, you know, so Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, they eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A lot of people just say the you know, fruit of knowledge, but it's the knowledge right. of good and evil. It's you know, because the science part, God said, I created this. I did this for you. I'm the science, right? Like I'm not calling right. it science, but yeah, in, in that context. But what was denied was the philosophy, the arts, like what is good, what is evil? It, that's what was denied. So, if you want to, yo, know, if you want to defeat religion, let's just say, I mean, for lack of a better term, like I said, I'm an atheist, you know, but it's not so like I, I, yeah. yeah, it's not my goal in life yeah. to crush religion. But if right. that's what you want to do, you have to replace that with another meaning-making structure. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, well, look, you know, the Bible's wrong because it says six thousand years, we're five billion years old, there mm-hmm. it's wrong, and just walk away. That's you right. need to give them something to replace it. And um, sorry for, for rambling like this. One no, of the, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. One of the other ideas I had, and it's just something I'm playing around with. It's the way we look at our first principles. So like free speech, freedom of the individual and all that. We call them foundational principles. I'm like, no, you know, what? I think that's wrong. A foundation is firm, rigid, and doesn't uh, move. We should right. think of our first principles like the earth of a garden. That's right. You know, because it's easy to wash away, but if you take care of it, it can grow something great. Beautiful. And you always have to be aware of it. Where if it's a, it's a foundation, until it rots and cracks and falls away, you, you build something on it and you forget about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking like we should maybe, if you're speaking to people and, you know, they're losing, you know, we are becoming more of a secular society. There is less religion. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to have them not gravitate towards these meaning-making ideas that actually give you a wrong sense of meaning and, mm-hmm. and, and like something harmful, mm-hmm. you know, show them a better way. Like, uh, sorry. Another thing I equate it to is right. if you remember in the nineties and you know, we're both, I think roughly the same age. Maybe, I'm 58. Be, uh, I'm so, way older than you. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. You, know, you had like NBC would have like, you know, uh, uh, must see TV, right? So yeah, everyone, right. you know, like the right. water cooler shows the next day you go to work and everyone talks about Seinfeld or everyone right. talks about friend. We don't have that anymore. You know, we, we're, it's such a niche right. market. So like when something like right. Game of Thrones comes around, mm-hmm. everyone kind of gets around that. So, you know, we have a common narrative, a, a common story that we can share with everyone. Whereas mm-hmm. we're losing that. We're losing that commonality. We, we don't have something to share with people. And I think that's, that's what people are looking for. That's a good okay. Point. Again, that's just me rambling. And No, but it's a really actually good point. And if you look at everything, like maybe from above, <laughs> You're right. You're, actually, you're right. You have to replace. You can't take something from somebody and not give something back in, the, in order for them to move forward. I even say that to, you know, I talk a lot to the younger generation. They call me Trampa because I'm <laughs> such an old trans guy. But that being said, I always say you cannot continue to just take from the universe. You can't just keep telling people to pay for your top surgery. All I see is these kids putting out these top surgery fund me campaigns. I'm like, you got to understand. You got to learn something from this. It's about now you want to change your body you can't just keep taking you got to return and give back to the world and what are you going to give back to the world i think people now are on this total space of i feel like it's all very narcissistic right now i'm very much about me and not about the whole picture is what what i feel and why everybody's so angry and disconnected and it's always about this identity you're taking my identity you're you're not part you're just you know and that creates fear which creates this sort of space we're in now which i feel is very angry and disconnected what you said water cooler we don't get to even do that anymore i mean we, we don't get to hang out with each other and have a beer and talk and maybe even hug each other for a second right yeah. it's i think it's very detrimental to our mental health yeah i mean the, the covid thing that's you know oh, and, and again no but i mean that, that's part of the problem like yeah especially now like yeah I, I don't think if we were in lockdown the george floyd you know into like whatever it was the horrific thing that happened yeah. that wouldn't have led to what it did I think their lockdowns exacerbated that, but okay, yeah. I, I don't want to get into the science of COVID because you know, that's, yeah, that, no, that, no, that, no. That, that, but God. I think that, that did hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. You know, you'd mentioned like surgery and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, 
with the kids because this is the one thing that bugs me this is where i like you know what i don't have kids you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You know, and I, again like how do you tell a parent like sorry you shouldn't give your kids puberty blockers right. because when everything they're seeing like right. i i wonder about okay i know what i think there's maybe about 50 cases with the with the mm-hmm. satanic cults and the repressed memories where mm-hmm. the kids were saying oh these teachers molested me blah 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 right. blah i remember that but there was a lot of doctors that got sued is that going to start happening now? Which, I mean, in some cases, I yes. think these doctors should be sued. So do I. Like you're, you're giving Come kids. on, man. Yeah, but seriously, like, what happened to do no harm? Right? That's you know, right. And also what happened to understanding studies and long-term use of hormones? And what happened to, uh, to children being experiments? This is actually what they're doing. I'm telling you, you know, this is why I know this. And look at now I'm, I'm getting totally upset about it. And why I'm getting upset about it is because it's unacceptable behavior to use children with medical technology that they have no idea what will happen in the next five, 10 years, or even 20 years after they've done this. I was a medical experiment 25 years ago the doctors had no clue about what they were doing i was literally a guinea pig he called me a guinea pig he said dude i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> but let's try this and we did and thank god it worked out but i had a lot of medical problems from it because there is no long-term case study on a female remember female bodied and why i keep telling you biology is important because when you start sticking in a substance into a person who is not that biological when you start sticking in hormones to the other side there's going to be some problems there because it's not natural and i have i have all kinds of studies done on myself that i can show you that have literally destroyed my internal system have all this long-term use cause atrophy cause all kinds of stuff and i'm the first recorded case of long-term use of testosterone on a female bodied person yet is anybody using those cases in the medical world very few and I yell it and scream it all the time. And I'm thinking, why are these doctors and medical people ignoring me? Why is that? I think it has a lot to do with money. And it has a lot to do with these are going to create a lot of income in the long run. They don't care. These kids are like collateral damage. And it's unacceptable behavior. And I will not stand for it. We cannot let five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds use, use hormone blockers without understanding what is that going to do to this kid in five years? Are they going to sue the doctor? Are they going to get sue their parents? The parents are, are – this is ridiculous. It's just – you know what I'm – look at me. I'm in tunnel. Oh, no, no. I, 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 spoke with, um, I spoke with a young woman. Uh, her name is uh, Helena. Um, and she had yes, started – Yes, I listened to, trans- to that. Yeah. I listened to it. And, you know, that, I mean, it's like I, – and I've, I've seen uh, – there's a guy, Benjamin Boyce. I don't know if you follow him. And he's I done a lot of – I was on his show, too. Yeah. He's spoken with people who transition, And it's – Yes. Okay. You know, why are – now all of a sudden people were detransitioning – they're being excluded. They're being told yeah. that you're, they're evil. They're be, it's like, right. wait a minute. I thought it was, you know, what makes the person's identity feel right for them? That's right. You know, things like that. And it's not happening. They're um, hypocrites. They're all hypocrites. Yeah. When, when it doesn't work and they try to silence the detransitioners, not on my watch, no. not on my watch. I have, I'm all over the detransitioners. I'm giving them voice. If we don't use for lack of a better word, use them in order to move forward in our trans in our trans space, then we're idiots. And that says to me, there's something else going on. Because why wouldn't we want to talk to these youngsters who made a wrong choice that will literally actually be part of the rest of their life? Many of these young women remove their boobs, right? They remove their boobs. They took hormones like Helena. I think she did top surgery. Now she, you know, and she has facial hair. Can you look at me? Can you imagine if I decided tomorrow? I'm actually really a lady. <laughs> I would be an ugly lady. <laughs> but, I mean, but it's also like, um, you know, okay, the identity thing. This is where yeah. I saw it the worst was. Yeah. If you look at ableism, I, I, I got into a little bit. It's, it's crazy. And it's, and the way this stuff is so toxic, I'll get to it in a second. Yeah. But like, if you have a deaf person who goes, gets a cochlear implant, or oh. let's say there's a miracle cure tomorrow. Yes. Oh, you've t- you're, it's a genocide on the deaf identity. That's now, right. The other day I'm on Twitter and I see this really heartwarming story about a guy who I believe he, he was missing his hands or he'd lost the use of his hands mm-hmm. and he got some like prosthetics and this guy was in his 80s he used to be a piano player and he played then he played the piano again for the first time in like 20 years and he started crying because his hands were moving now that's really heartwarming but when you read this ableism stuff 
and it clicks in your head and it's like oh wait a minute they're taking away the the identity of someone who has no hands it's but like this you're taking a genocide on the deaf identity wow i mean like come wow. on come on that's first off i i had a partner who was a um sign language interpreter for many years and she said she that was that's been happening forever i remember she showed me some great documentaries on it there's they're they're torn there's people who are totally say say that that you should accept your deaf identity you should be part of it but then i thought but wait a minute what if you don't want to be what if you actually want to be a hearing person how, how is <laughs> and that's exactly very similar to what's happening in the trans world now you can't use the word transsexual you have to say you're transgender you have to do this you and i'm thinking wow you're literally telling us how to be transgender now when it's an actual medical condition so so i see a lot of similarities and i don't know what that is or what that uh, means is it some control over well, it, community it, okay it's not even so much control that i as far as i can tell from the reading and you know by i'm by no means an expert i just read some of this stuff uh -huh, right is okay so the whatever the dominant discourse is that's what set up reality and so uh, okay. uh so if you want to have marginalized people so you can no longer have that dominant discourse you have to break it down and uh -huh. to break that down you have to break down all these identities and everything and so it's 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 um the way again i equate it to the religious side of it is we were all in the garden of eden Everyone had their way of knowing. So brown people, black people, trans people, gay people, lesbians. We all had our ways of knowing. And then you know those the different intersectionalities and all that. We were get along hunky dory. Then in comes science and reason objectivity, which was brought in by white people. So whiteness. Um, so, and then all at once the enlightenment. In my head, I equate it to the Trinity. It's it's the serpent. It's the apple, and it's Eve. Ah. Uh. And so, right. and then you have to break all that down. And I mean, okay, if you look at post-colonialism, um, which is one of the more insidious things, and that's getting into everything as well, like decolonized yeah. signs. Right. There was a paper written in, again, it's either 2000 or 2006. I forget the date, but it's called a virtuous cut. And the paper was about how if we put a stop to female genital mutilation, that's again, another form of colonialism by white people wiping out African culture because it's their culture to take the knives to the genitals of young girls. <gasps> I'm not kidding you. But see so, how you can rationalize anything. You can but, literally rationalize anything. But I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. You know <laughs> if there's one thing we can agree on, but apparently not because they want to have, they want to have little kids transition, but you, you shouldn't be able to take the knives to genitals of little kids you no, shouldn't sorry i disagree i don't care if you're using it in religion if you're using it as no. cultural using no. it as no. you are actually taking away that child's own uh, you know space in their own body yeah. they should be make that choice same with circumcision i'm actually anti-circumcision too because yeah. how can do that to a child because it's the religious or the cleanliness thing or people people have been having penises without circumcision for billions of years what are you talking about <laughs> no, but, but that's what i mean it's like let's not you know this idea of identities becomes so important and it's yes. like, again i, I yes. think that idea of repressive yes. tolerance yes has gotten it because you see it in education oh we don't want to harm people right you know you right. see all of that and it's I, that's where it scares me. Like again, there's a there's a thing called the Long March to the Institutions, uh -huh. which was straight from cri uh, critical theory, uh -huh. and their idea was Marx fa Marxism failed to take over the capital, and it wasn't the proletariat, it wasn't working class that did the revolutions and all that. Mm. So instead of owning the means of production, which what Marx wants, we'll take over power by owning the means of capital. So the uh, sorry of culture. So they go through the long march of the institutions was the media, the press, you know, right. entertainment, education. Right. So, right. And, and they've done that. I mean, like, like okay, New York Times publishes uh, an editorial last year, the year before, Ooh. two men on the cover, and one of them was a woman, got pregnant, and right. then transitioned. Oh, a man right. gives birth. Right. No, right. a man did not no, give birth. No, that was not a man. That's right. That was a trans man. That's my point. 
That is exactly my point. And then when you do stuff like that, it upsets the rest of the world. We as trans people need to be more sensitive. We are not being sensitive to the fact that we are like 0.05% of the world. Literally, we're like, we're like so small. Yet here we are pushing these narratives on the rest of the world that you're all wrong and we're right. That is not okay. And that will not make change when you do stuff. This is a pregnant man. No, it is not. It's a pregnant trans man. Totally different. <laughs> man. Men don't get pregnant. Trans men get pregnant for sure. But you see, when you start messing with that stuff, people feel threatened. Men feel threatened. Women feel threatened. And, you know, let's talk about J.K. Rowling. That whole oh, thing is God. a fiasco. And it's disgusting. And I speak out against it all the time. And I get no. so much hate from the trans no. people. It, <laughs> okay, but again, let's take J.K. Rowling for a second. Earlier, so it was last year, and I mean, this has gone on for a little bit with when the book, Harry Potter yeah. books first came out, religious right. things, oh my God, witchcraft, black magic. But <laughs> just last year, there was a, a Catholic school board in Tennessee, and there was a whole bunch of Catholic groups in Poland burning her books. Oh, This God. was in 2019. Disgusting. Okay, yeah, no, no, I, I'm just completely just uh, hate book burning. Like, I'm a free speech. I hate it. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, now, then this year, I mean, I didn't... Anything she read, I, I didn't think anything she wrote was hateful. Yeah. You know, she was like, let's try to live together. And, That's right. You know, but now trans activists, oh, we're going to burn, or, you know, radical yeah. trans activists, you know, we're going to burn her book. They're, they're threatening yeah. bookstores with, with burning down if they don't take away her books. I mean, wow. I, I, you're on the same side. Again, the critical race theory thing. Uh, right. I think it was 75 colleges at last uh, count had uh -huh. some form of segregation on campus. Mm -hmm. And they wanted segregated dorms, and they had some form of segregated dorms at 75 colleges and universities across the United States. The KKK cheered that on. Like, at that point, don't you think you might want to like step back a little bit? <laughs> no, but I mean, when the KKK is cheering you on, right on, dude. You might want to like just take a step back and go, "Are we doing the right thing?" Like, <laughs> wow. But it, so it's the same thing. Like, and what you're talking about stirring up hate. Yes. Yep. You know, Okay, I am scared of the overcorrection that the left is doing right now, but I'm horrified by an overcorrection from the right. That's now, right. I don't want, like, I think up until the late 90s, early 2000s, race relations were getting better and better. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, we were getting to the point of being colorblind. Mm -hmm. right? Now it's, I think it's worse than it was yeah. even in the, in the mid 80s. Yep. And it's, and people are like scratching their heads going, oh, I wonder why white supremacy is rising. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You spent the last 20 years getting people to focus on race and racial identity and divisions. And you're wondering why white supremacy is rising. I know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, like, really, let me just tell you something. I didn't even graduate high school. Not that I'm proud of that. And I'm not an academic, not that, but I completely could understand some of these things. I'm thinking what's happening. Are they like, dumbing everybody down? Like really, it's pretty basic thought process. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. And I fear for the, survival of the trans community because I see the same shit happening right now. The way we're forcing people to take us on as this and we're forcing people. You cannot force people to change their beliefs. You have to give it to them a little bit at a time. That's what I'm telling you, what I was doing throughout the whole world. I travel the world. People are so receptive of me. I get so much amazing love and people start to understand my struggle and get compassionate and start to see that. But we're not being compassionate now. We're being like, if you don't accept us as this way we're going to call you these names and we're going to roll over you and you're going to lose your job and we're going to cancel like what is that I, I, it's oh. really it's distressing for me to see that as an activist and again like you know if you were you know like people who are in the gay community the lesbian community the trans community yeah like you okay i i don't want to see violence against anyone but when you push people into a corner that's right Okay, this okay, this is not me excusing anyone who gets violent. This, this no, is me trying to understand why they're getting yeah. violent, right? Yeah. So, but if you push someone into a corner, yeah, they're going to push back at one point. That's right. And it's, you know, it's like you know a, a bully picking on a kid, and no one does anything. The teachers right. don't. The teachers don't see it. Then finally, one day, that kid loses it and just yeah. snaps and starts beating that That's bully. Right. And the teachers notice that, and they that kid gets in trouble. That's right. It's like, okay. That's the kid right. wasn't just a, you know the kid there was some mitigation yes you yep. should get in trouble for fighting at school whatever but yep. the, the, you know so that's kind of what i see it now it's like yep. you're, you're um it's the you know it's the tyranny of the minority 
Yep. Oh, and um, I don't know if you've read John Stuart Mill, and it's it's in, in his book on liberty. Like the whole chapter two is about this, mm-hmm. and it says like, you know, if all of humanity minus one is of one opinion, you have to let that one person speak, but wow. you cannot let that one person dictate to rest of all of humanity. Right. So, but 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 that's just it. Like you know, there could be one trans person in the whole world. Mm-hmm. We have to let that person speak. Mm-hmm. See what you know, and we shouldn't hold them back. Like okay, obviously, like you know, like the sports thing. Like I don't think if mm-hmm. you were a man and you transition as a woman, mm-hmm. like uh, what's his name, Fallon Fox. Right, you know, that's right. That's disgusting. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't. No, go it into is. That. Don't be sorry. Yeah. I, I'm on the. Yeah. I'm on that. Yeah. That yeah. page. But yeah. so, like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't allow that. Like, it's no. it's a, it's it's there has to be some. There has to be some middle ground. We should be able to have these conversations. Same thing with prisoners. I don't think some guy who just says, I ID as a woman and goes into a woman's prison is a good idea. Or even women's shelters, like battered women's shelters. I think that's a horrible idea. There. I work with the, I, the people are so dumb. I work here. Like I created a homeless shelter here for trans people for those reasons. I go into the homeless shelters here where trans women have to be with trans, with men. They have to be biological men because they are still biologically male. And so some of them don't look female. They still look very masculine. So there is a, we need to figure this out. They should not just be automatically put with women because it's going to be a bad situation happen there whether or not people but it, we can rational conversation creates change nobody wants to have the conversation we can make units within these spaces for trans people right so they don't have to go into population there are ways to do this where we can actually sort of maybe even make trans spaces that are just trans prisons for trans women and trans men it will cause so many problems if we start putting if i have to go to the male prison right now my genitals are the thing that get me if i had to go to prison that's where i would go since i have a vagina i would go to the female prison but now with these new laws, I would have to go to the male prison. I'm not safe there. Are you kidding me, dude? I can take care of myself, but let me tell you, yeah, no. I'm going to be the prize of the... Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be passing me around, dude. <laughs> but, but that's just it. I mean, like, you, know, you talk about safety, and again, I mean, the, the riots... It's ridiculous. The, like, the, the riots and everything, you know, there was legitimate protests, but there was plenty of riots. Uh-huh. When they... When they change the language around and they say, oh, well, you know, we destroyed property, so that's not really violence. Right. And the police defending that property is violence. It's like, you, wow. know, you know, you had $2 billion worth of damage in those riots. Yeah. Like how many livelihoods were lost? How many stores were burnt down who might not have had insurance? You're not going to get it back. That's you know, right. if they do get their store back, how much is it going to cost to insure it in that neighborhood again? Are they going to be able to afford it? Like, that's right. You know, you, Oh yeah, I know. Oh no, we only destroyed property. Oh, you destroyed lives. You destroyed lives. You destroyed people's hard-earned time. Yeah. That's just because people who are doing that don't have that kind of stuff, so they have no understanding I, of what that means. That's I mean, why. I mean, I, it's I disgusting. Like, I also think this is a lot to do with education. Uh, oh yeah. You know, they, 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 these people keep pushing oh communism, communism. Oh, it, it wasn't so bad. It's like, okay, do you yeah. know what happens? In Russia, in the Soviet Union to homosexuals? Like, what's going on in Russia right now? That's because they don't even know what it means. They have no idea what communism is. They don't even know what Marxism is, fascism, none of it. None of it. They're all pretending that they know. They're all enlightened people. Yeah, well, go live in Russia for a little while, then come back. You know what I mean? Because then I bet you're going to change your mind. People don't understand. We have a lot of... I travel the world, my friend. I've been to almost every single country in the world. And And I'm telling you, I always come back here because we do have freedoms even though we have a crazy government and all that there are still freedoms here that you will never have in the rest of the world and what happens is when you don't know that what you have you fail to recognize it and so people in this country have i'm not saying we have a great country because we don't and there's a lot of fucked up shit going on here but that said things do need to be changed but at the same time we still have a lot of freedoms and a lot of ways to make change without burning stuff down when you burn stuff down who who pays for that yeah. No, but it's, it, 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 like the travel thing. Like I was lucky. My family moved here from India when I was six. And then we went back every few years. So I got to visit India quite a bit. And then I always yeah. had the travel bug. I yeah. worked overseas. I traveled. I, you awesome. Know, you know, I think like a lot of these, you know, these, and they're spoiled, you know, privileged little kids. And when I say privilege, I mean, they're going yeah, to yeah. Yale and Harvard. That's and, right. You know, you know, like they're going to like Ivy League schools. That's Your right. parents are shelling out a lot of money. That's right. You know, go travel. And it's not like go travel to Cabo and go stay at a club, man. <laughs> go, like, like, go travel. 
go Seriously, to Dan. go to go to India and like backpack that's around right. India, you know, you know, like that's see right. see real poverty, see real, and I'm that's right, and that doesn't excuse, you know, the projects, the inner cities. That does not excuse any of that. That's right. It, those are things to fix. Yes, but come back to your little cushy life where you live in a suburb, and like I said, you oh go God. to Yale, that's you know, right. and stop bitching about how you're oppressed. Oh my God, it's all those kids. I'm telling you, it's, it, it is. Even the kids that are coming after me, these like new trans kids that are like, you're a bad person. They, they, I'm a turf and I'm transphobic. So I'm just thinking, kid, I transitioned before you were even born. Are you, are you like literally talking to me? But it's all the kids from this academic space. And they have this privilege that they are so blinded to their privilege that they're just spewing out at the rest of the world as if they know better than anybody else. I'm thinking, you know, they're 20. <laughs> you, I always have to remind myself, these are 20 year old kids. I'm not going to get on Twitter and be like, fuck you. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But, but I mean, like, again, like I see the, you know, the backlash against JK Rowling, the backlash yeah. against women. Yeah. Yes. But then, yes. One of the most egregious things I saw, again, this, sorry, this, like, because I, I'm comparing the race issues to the trans issues because I think there's a lot of overlap there. Uh huh. Yeah. There was, yep. I think, the, one of the worst things I saw there was this, uh, a bunch of cops in New York City, at the, maybe Aprilish, mm-hmm. and they're all being yelled at by all these little kids. And I, I don't know if it was Antifa or BLM. I have no idea. They're like, "Oh, you guys are all dumb. You haven't gone to college." Blah 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 blah. Then one of them got up and started doing some dance and like, yo. And then it was a white kid, and he's telling these black cops, he's calling them black Judases. He's like, "Oh, you're all black Judases," and da da. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what? Yeah, because they're cops and they're they're, you're, they're race traitors for being cops and being black, and you're all black. Judas is you're part and of the system. And a white kid was saying that. Yeah, oh, but he's my. he you know, but he's part of Anta for BLM, so he's that's right. You know, so that's he's right. on the right side of history, like or whatever. Right. I mean, it's it's insane. It's I'm totally like, insane. And these are people talking about systemic racism and how the system. I'm like, what, what you just <laughs> said is like. You know, I mean, like it's it's, but like it's a trans, like the okay, and, and again, I, I, I'm saying this a lot, and I, I kind of feel bad about like when I say the trans issue, like these these radical trans activists when they say stuff like that, they, as far as I'm concerned, they get people throwing hate towards someone like you or someone that's like right, they're white, that's exactly right. You know, when yes. there's you know there's a lot of like okay, I, I shouldn't say that. I know a few that I watch online. Uh, there's uh-huh. a friend of mine that I met online. Uh-huh. Speak with her every now and then. You know, she's uh-huh. transitioned into a woman. Uh-huh. I don't want anything to happen. I don't want anything to happen to anyone, but you know, she's got some legitimate concerns and I'd like people to hear them. Mm-hmm. But when these loud screaming, you know, whatever they're like, they're drowning everything else out. That's right. And they're pissing off the average person who doesn't hear it. And that's right. You know, I don't know. I, I, I wish we could just, you well, like- that's why I speak up. You know, I, you know, my work is other stuff that I do. You know, like yeah. I, I'm a speaker and I create products and I do all kinds of other stuff. But and I don't have to be on Twitter and I don't have to be fucking inserting my voice into the J.K. Right. Rowling thing. But I need to do it as a person who survived death because I transitioned to become a man. And it's the only reason I stand here and fight for my space because there'll be another person, if, it, if not a person my age, a, per, a youngster who this will save their life. And if they're hearing all the rhetoric from those crazy, over, over there, those crazy TRAs, they're not gonna know that they can be like me. They're not gonna know that they can actually just transition, go back into the world as a man and be successful in life, which is what I only ever wanted to be. I'm not attached to this new idea of whatever trans is. They've co-opted trans and made it into some militia group that is t- totally completely nothing to do with a person like me and so that's really dangerous behavior and dangerous when i see the future of the trans community because now people just see crazy radical activists and they don't see people like me who said wait a minute dude i almost died and if i didn't do this i would not be here today and that's why i have to completely insert my voice into these crazy ass things that are going off on the trans community because that's not the trans they don't speak for the trans community they'll people think they do i just want to ask you a question and please let me know if this is too personal sure. or, but no, uh, um you know you'd mentioned like you know you saved your life now they give you the statistics yeah. for suicide i think it's like six times higher than the average population yeah. yeah are there any studies done that people who just self-id like with this new wave of it is that actually helping or if you're just self-iding are you 
making it worse because I, mean, I read Greg Lukianoff and John Haidt's book, The Coddling of the American Mind. They talk about, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and how that's helping, but this stuff is kind of like the reverse of that. Yep. So are they actually doing more damage psychologically? Like, do you know if there's anything like that? Or So of course, so first off, great question, but here's the deal. The trans community never wants studies. They never want studies. We can't even do studies on detransitioners. They always get them ripped down as transphobic. So why don't they want studies? Right? It's like if, yeah. if, if a demographic that you belong to is constantly getting cancer, you want to have studies done. Why are they, we always having cancer? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering why are we not having studies on what you just asked? Is self, so I, look, I think self ID in the sense of social change. Okay. So what I mean by that is somebody who wants to self ID as a trans person, but is just doing a social change where they're not having any surgery, they're not taking any hormones, they're not doing anything that could be irreversible. I'm all for that. But if a, a kid is doing self ID and is all all automatically just going and having chest surgery and hormones, but I'm against that because self ID is is having no safety system. It's basically saying I'm 16 years old. I said I'm trans. My parents have no say so in the matter. I can go to any doctor I want to, and I could tell them I'm trans, and they have to give me hormones. How is that possible? That is such dangerous behavior because we have no studies. Is it going to help? that this kid is being self-ID? No, he needs to have a mental health care professional help him or her decide which is the world. How, how can a kid self-ID as trans? <laughs> of course they might be, but they need some form of sort of structure to go into and say they're seeing too much. Social media has changed everything. It has changed everything and the way kids react in the world, the way kids, you know, court, uh, do things, the way they think about themselves. So, you know, I do think self-ID could be quite harmful if we don't understand what that means and what is the kid doing? If he's, is he doing medical self-ID or just doing social transitioning self-ID? Yeah, a friend of mine, actually, um, someone I met on Twitter, I'd spoken to him. He's a biologist. Mm -hmm. He wrote, uh, things have gotten so blurred in the last this That's this right. year um, right. but i think it was earlier this year he wrote something along those lines of and it's it's a term i believe from biology it's called it social contagion now it's right. it's kind of like uh dawkins talking about meme theory and meme spreading and stuff like that it, it yeah. was not like and right away he got, and he went on to explain it but the first yeah. tweet included social contagion so it was like oh my god you're saying this is a disease and that we're a virus <laughs> and that we're causing people to, and he's like no he's talking about things like social media yes. exposure to it and yes okay that exposure to it like again sorry like i ramble a little bit but okay the the drag queens story time now i personally if a drag queen comes into a class you know even if it's mm -hmm. first grade mm -hmm. and they just come in in drag reading mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. the kids can say okay well it's an adult dressing up kids play That's dress right. up they understand right. that right yeah and yeah. you can explain it to them that way but yep. a drag king queen coming out twerking and coming out of a fake vagina because Not she's cool. giving birth I, I i have a little bit of a problem there i have a big problem <laughs> no but you're really like, so like again that that comes into this like you know, when he says social contagion that's right if you push that onto That's kindergartners right. or first graders who first grade boy might want to dress up like mommy or first grade girl might want to dress up like yep. daddy. I don't know. I, you know, I don't have kids, but whatever. But if they see that, it's like, Oh, I'm a man now. I'm a girl now. I'm That's you know, right. like, yeah, they're little kids. Like again, I, Yo, kids are very i have a kid yeah. kids are changing their mind every every second of the day and also what they see does on some level like form them and and has an effect on them i don't care what anybody says i have no problem with drag queens coming in and reading a storybook but you're right when they start adding vaginas to it and all kinds of other things like i don't even let i, I work in the sex industry i would never let my kids sit in front of a tv and look at vaginas dancing around i mean it's like you know come on man you gotta, we're adults here there's a difference between an adult and a child and they're trying to say that there isn't on some level that a child can actually make a choice a detrimental choice to transition to another gender just because they say so. In what world do these people live in? And do half of these people even have children? Do they know how children live? My kid sometimes thinks he's the dude from Doom Place Day, whatever that is. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not Master Chief. <laughs> but, but at the same time, 
you know, you let your 10 year old go across the street to the park and play and child protective services or the police come to your house because you're being a bad parent. That's right. Like, I was a latchkey right. kid. That's I used to right. come home. So was I. You know, I, yeah. I used to come home like first grade by myself, let myself yep. in. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. My parents were immigrants. They didn't have a lot of money. They couldn't, you know, right. I, I get it. I'm not blaming, you know, I turned out, I think, okay. You turned out fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, to let you that's a little bit different my friend than actually saying i want to start taking hormone blockers how dare we give hormone blockers to children how dare do you know that there's an actual reason we have puberty duh (laughs) there's an actual reason puberty exists in order to create yourself to an adult that means your brain is growing that means all kinds of things are growing when you stunt that growth Oh my God, I'm telling you, it gives me chills every time I talk about it. You watch what's going to happen in the next five to 10 years. All these kids who are on hormone blockers, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to uh, be a disaster. No, I, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about oh. a lot of this stuff. Um, oh. Look, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, it's been great talking to you. If you want to let too. people know yeah. where they can hold, hold you know, yeah, have right a last on. word, right you want on. to give people a quick message, let me yeah, know. Yeah, sure, I do. The message I want to give to people is this conversation. It doesn't matter if you dislike everything I said here today. Dislike it. Have a conversation with me while you dislike it. Maybe hopefully you're going to learn something. I am an open book. If anyone in this podcast wants to reach out to me, please do. I'm all about discussion. I want to move the world forward. Don't be scared of people like me, but at the same time, you are entitled to have your own opinion. That said, you can always see me on buckangel.com, Twitter buckangel. Watch out for Twitter (laughs) and Instagram buckangel. Thank you, my friend. You're awesome. Thanks a lot, Buck. And thank you everyone for listening.